you would, I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles this evening to the book of James in chapter 1. James in chapter 1. We're thankful again tonight, praying that God would use His Word to benefit His children, but also that His Word may touch the heart of some lost soul tonight. Why we should love God's Word. James in chapter 1, beginning at verse 17, the Bible says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will beget he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be you doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves, your own selves, for if, any man be, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, This man shall be blessed in his deed. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. We're thankful, dear God, that your word is there for your children. But also, dear God, uh, we go back and we remember the words of the Apostle Paul, how he spoke of the fact of the gospel That it being preached is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Father, I pray tonight that you will cause us to realize the joys that we have just by having the very breath of God in our hands. To realize the treasure that we open up every time we pull open the lid of this book. Lord outpours the joys of treasure, the joys of love, laughter, the joys of poetry, history, guides, and light. Lord, I pray that you'll bless us this evening. Help us, dear God, to realize what's so important about this book that we hold in our laps tonight. Father, I pray that you'll just bless our evening. Bless those who have gathered here tonight, Lord. May you empower them tonight to have a greater understanding. Bless, I pray, Lord, the lost person that's here. Lord, that you might see fit to use your word to save their souls, even this very evening. We'll not forget to give you all the praise and honor and glory. For it's in Jesus Christ's name, his sake, that I pray. 
and amen. Emmanuel, we heard from Brother Underwood Friday night about the Word is a lamp and a light unto the saints of God. The question was asked, do you really love the Word of God? I mean, do you really, really love His Word? Tonight I'm going to show us why we should love God's Word. It's just going to be three small points I want to touch on this evening. And they're kind of going to be scrambled up here just a little bit other than the way I put them down because I just realized something I wanted to do that I believe would, at the end of the message, would be a blessing to those that may be lost here tonight. I pray that it is. I pray God would empower you to come to life through His Word that is done, you know, and I pray that that happens this very hour. But tonight, as I, as I look upon these scriptures that I have written down here, I make the statement why we should love God's Word. It gives us direction in our everyday life. I mean, if you've got a question about something that you're getting ready to do, an act that you're getting ready to perform, something that is getting ready to happen in your life, I believe God's Word has the answer for you this evening. Oftentimes I have people to say, listen, I don't know what way to go. Find God's Word. Let it direct you. Pray over it. And, and let the Word of God feed you exactly what you need. And God's Word will. It will direct His children in the way in which they should go. In Psalm 119, you'll go back here for just a moment in Psalm 119. This is some of the writings, some of the things that I said unto our, our graduates this year. You know, I, you wonder what way we're going to go. Where am I going to go from here? Well, listen, if, if you're not saved by the grace of God, number one, you need to be saved by His marvelous grace. Amen. You need to know the Lord is your Savior. Number two, you need to get in His book and you need to find His Word and you need to let it direct you in the way in which you should go. Oftentimes in our young lives, we have, many of us have, have wondered, what way do I go, Lord? Where shall I go from here? In Psalm 119, beginning at verse 9, the Bible says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Man, that verse 15 hits everybody, doesn't it? Verse 15 ought to really make you think about what you do, where you go, how you act, and everything that, that pertains to life. In, in, I mean, just in general. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. You know, God gives us a great deal of teachings on His way and His Word. From Genesis to Revelation, we are taught what we should and should not do. We are taught what we 
can and, and cannot do according to His Word. You want to respect the God of heaven, you'll find it in your heart to, to find out what His Word says and follow that Word and let it direct you in everything that you say or do. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. You know, I believe tonight that that's the problem in a many, many churches in America. Too many tonight have failed to respect the ways of the Lord. God's Word has a direction for us. It gives us a directive on how we are to, how, how we are to act in our lives, what we are to do, and, and the things that will make our lives a lot sweeter. He gives us the great, a great deal of, 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 uh, of direction. It gives us information that we need to make our lives better. To have a, a greater a family life, a, a, even a, a work life. You know, I believe tonight that an industrious man is a man that's a happy man. I believe he's a man that is a, a, a any man that's industrious or, or, or not lazy and idle. Listen, I believe that man is a happy man. He's joyful in his life because God has so directed our lives to do just that. And it all comes from sin. It all began when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. The Lord said, by the sweat of thy brow, you're going to be uh, eating. You're going to be living. So you might as well get used to it according to what God says. Amen. There's too many in, the, too many in this world today that like, uh, that like the easy stuff. But I believe if your man puts his, puts his hand to the plow, he needs to get with it and go on. You know, I believe tonight that God gives us direction to do that. I believe the Bible teaches us that an idle hand is a hand that needs not to be fed. In other words, a man that will not work to take care of his family. I don't understand that. But listen, God says, I'll give you the strength. I'll give you the wherewithal to continue on. He gives us direction for our everyday life. In verse 16, the Bible says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Verse 18 and 19, he says, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. You see, that's what's so precious about the word of God. It is a treasure trove. You open it up, it's a chest that's plumb full of treasures that are just waiting to be explored and found out. The Bible says right here very plainly, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth, hide not thy commandments from me. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, here the Bible tells us something else that we need to, I believe that gives us a good example of how we are to portray our lives. The Bible gives us everything we stand in need of. You know, I've had people to say, well, I really don't know what the will of the Lord is for me. You know where you're going to find that out in His Word? The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
Now think about that for just a moment. It goes on to say that we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed. We're to be different. That is a directive that God gives His children tonight. You want to be happy? Listen, if you're a child of the King, you act like a child of the King. Amen? If you're saved by the grace of God, people around you ought to know that you are redeemed and born again, and you're saved by the grace of God. And the Bible says, and again in verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You want to know what the will of God is? Have your mind renewed. Have a different way of thinking. Think differently. You know, a lot of times that's what gets people in trouble, isn't it? Stinking thinking. I mean, if you got a, if you have a mind that's always full of discourse, if your mind is always full of bitterness with the world around you, listen, you know what you're going to end up doing? That's going to begin to spew out of you. It's going to begin to flow from you. And the Bible says here, renew your mind. In other words, start thinking right. Think what God would have you to do. Think about what God would lead you in your life. Think about what He would do. You know, God's Word gives you everything you stand in need of. Renew your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Why should we love God's Word? It gives us direction. It gives us understanding. It gives us what we need. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 10, if you go on over there for just a minute, 1 Corinthians in chapter 10, I want to begin, I want to read verse 13 here. The Bible says, you know, oftentimes I hear people say, well, I was tempted and I failed. I was tempted and, and listen, we all fail from time to time, don't we? But too many times we don't try to get out of the temptation that we're tempted with. And ain't God doing the tempting, it's the devil that's tempting you. And a lot of times we're so close, to, we're closer to the devil than we are to God, and therefore we cannot resist the temptation like we ought to. God says, listen, my word's going to help you here. My word is going to help you to elude the temptation. And he says here that I'm going to make a way for you to escape. And if God makes a way for you to escape, listen, you'll be able to do so. Amen? I mean, you're a child of, of the king. If he makes a way for you to, if that thought comes to your mind and, 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 and God's Holy Spirit begins to poke you, begins to prod you, begins to move you in another direction, I believe you ought to follow that direction and get away from that temptation. The Bible says in verse 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, amen? God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. That's the reason why I love God's Word. Because every time the devil begins to prop up, poke up in my life, 
God's Word comes to the rescue. God's Word gives us deliverance. Thou shalt not covet. I mean, whenever that thought comes in your mind, man, I wish I had one of those. Or that's all I really needed, just one of those things that that boy's got. If I just had that, then God begins to speak to you. And He says, Thou shalt not covet. That's a way of escape. That reminds us that we belong to the King who owns all that there is. This is His creation. And He is apt to give us everything that we need. Amen? And He's even apt to give us some of the things we want. God is just that way. You know, there's a lot of things I have in my, in my home that I don't necessarily need, but I wanted. God was gracious in that. But here the Bible tells us there are some temptations that we need to get away from. And he'll say, he says, I'll make a way of escape for you. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful tonight that we have direction for our everyday life and our everyday walk. Now, secondly, why we should love God's Word. Well, it speaks of our home in heaven. Amen. It speaks about going home. The book of Hebrews speaks about Abraham. Abraham and his family and the followers of Abraham, the, the Bible says they, they sojourned, they looked for a city whose builder and founder is God. Amen. Folks, I don't know about you, but that's something to look forward to, isn't it? That's what the Bible does for you. It makes you excited about going home one day. And I'll be, I'll be honest with you, it's not necessarily like I want to go right now, but I know that when I go, I've got a home up there. He's gone to prepare a place for me. As it says in John chapter 14, verse 1 through 3, he says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. John chapter 17, where he is doing that, 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 uh, that prayer for his children. That interceding prayer. He says, Father, I want them to be with me where I am. Where's he at? He's in heaven. He's praying for you tonight. He's praying for me that we'll all be together in that great, that great reunion time coming. You know, we all love reunions, don't we? We love to, to gather around old family and, and reunite old acquaintances. That's what homecomings are. That's what our homecoming week is all about. It's about, it's about coming back to the memories Coming back and seeing old friends. There's coming a day when we're gonna we're gonna see all of our old friends that's gone on before us. Again, he says, "Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me, folks. I want you to know that he says I've gone to prepare a place for you, and if I've gone to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. That is a reason why you ought to love the Lord's word." It's a promise of homecoming. It's a promise of a great reunion day. Remember all those saints who have gone on before us? 
Go back in your mind's memory. And look up and down these pews and in and out of these aisles and see all those who've already gone on before us. And just in the last 18 years since I've been here, there have been many saints gone over to the other side. Before that, there were many, many, many more, many more. And we're all going to be united one day in heaven, in our heavenly home. Philippians tells us that there's a our conversation, or in other words, our home is in heaven. That's one reason why you ought to love the Word of God. Do you love the Word of God? As Brother Tim kept asking Friday night, do you love the Word of God? Do you love the Word of God enough to direct your life? Do you love the Word of God enough to know that He says, I've gone and I'm going to prepare a place for you? Do you know that tonight? Lastly tonight, I want you to think about this. Why should we love the Word of God? Number one, because it made us wise unto salvation. Made us wise unto salvation. Paul was talking to young Timothy, and I think I mentioned this here Friday night. That the Scriptures were able to make you wise unto salvation. That's the reason why that we love the Word of God. It made us wise unto salvation. And that's the reason why that we ought to love the Word of God for those that are yet to become wise unto salvation. What they need is the glorious gospel. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul says, Listen, there is no other means by which man may be saved other than the preaching of the gospel. The name of Jesus in the book of Acts speaks about it in Acts 4 and verse 12 speaks about there's no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. That name Jesus. You see this book holds the key to life. This book holds the key to eternal life. And it's open to all those who will come into it. That's the reason why I love this word because there's power of God unto salvation. To those that believe it. That's the reason why that I spake even this morning. And I thought about when all hope is gone. Is when number one. You'll not have an opportunity. To receive this word anymore. You know what. But I believe this book's going to judge you one day. Revelation chapter 20 speaks about the books that are going to be opened. This is one of them. This is the book that gave you the way to life. And I believe it's going to be opened up to John 3, 15 and 16. There God's going to point to that verse. He's going to say unto you, there was the way of life. Why would you not believe? These old books that we have in our laps here tonight are precious. Now, I don't know about you, but I love the Word of God. I love to hear the Word of God, and I don't care how long it takes. I love God's Word. Somebody asked us uh, not too long ago again about our revival meetings. Why do you all have so many meetings? We love the Word of God. We love the things of God. Folks, I'll tell you, that's something special to me. I enjoy the Word of God. I love His Word. I love to take His Word and hold it in my lap. 
I get up every morning, that's the first thing I grab is my book. I sit in my study at my desk and I open it up and I begin to pray, Lord, give me direction today. And there as I open up His Word, I'm fed with it. Listen, that came because He gave me life through it. Thy Word have I hid in my heart. Amen. Hide the precious Word in your heart. Listen, let it direct your life and you'll find out that it is the greatest book that you'll ever look at. The greatest book. It'll make you wise unto salvation. In 2 Timothy, I, I quoted this just a moment ago and I'll tell you what, you, just, you can't say it enough in 2 Timothy. The Bible says here in chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Friend, I want you to know tonight, if you're here and you don't know the Lord is your Savior, that is precious truth. I think about these Sunday school rooms that fill up every Sunday. I think about all these children that are learning the Word of God. They're not learning fairy tales. They're not, you know, they're not like uh, some churches that send them out just to play on the playground. Listen, they're actually being taught the Word of God. And I don't apologize for what I said. There's too many churches playing church with their young people. You don't send them out to play on the playground. You don't send them to watch Disney stories. You teach them the Word of God as from a babe. You teach them the Word of God. And, and the, the youngest children back here in Sister Cindy's room, listen, they're being taught. I hear. I listen. I can hear. As they're being taught, they're being taught the things of God. They're being taught the way of life. Folks, that's what builds a church. Amen? Start them out young in the Word of God. You know why? Because that even from a youth, you'll know the way of truth, the way of salvation. May God help you as our prayer. I have to quit with this Romans in chapter 1 again. I think I quoted this a moment ago, but I want to go back here. Romans in chapter 1, <clears throat> verse 16 and 17. The Bible says, <clears throat> verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. My friend tonight, do you love the Word of God? These three short points tonight has, has, has taught us why we should love the Word of God. And that's many, many more points that I could bring out tonight. It's a treasure trove. And I've mentioned that already. Every time you open it up, you're going to get something out of it. You're going to get pearls and jewels and diamonds. You say, preacher, you're a little far-fetched tonight. No. I believe that His Word is more precious than that of gold.
As a matter of fact, the Bible says it's sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. Amen. Folks, I'll tell you, it is. But now, it also can be bitter. It also can be like a crushing hammer. As I believe it's Isaiah or Jeremiah speaks of. A consuming fire. But I'm thankful tonight that I love the Word of God for what it has done for me. I hope that you love the Word of God too. For its great salvation's worth. For the fact of telling us that there's better tomorrow. And it's coming just shortly. Amen. I don't know about you, but that, that sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. May God bless you as our prayer. Let's all.